What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode three. Wow, episode three. Hattrick. We made it. Hattrick? I don't know. But Amar, I do have to apologize before starting this because my place is super messy. I just did a merch drop, Mm. so I've got merch (laughs) everywhere in my house right now because I'm trying to get everything out before Christmas. Yeah, it's funny because you know when someone says that like, oh, my house is messy, and like the other person's like, no, it's not that messy. I can't even say that right now. Yeah, it's that bad. <laughs> it, it is pretty messy, but it's yeah. like a good messy. It's like a, I'm doing things in life. I'm getting things done messy. Yeah, I guess that is what it is. Because I have these like bomber jackets everywhere. Well, that's the thing about this messy. Like there's no pizza box. There's no like hamburger, like McDonald's wrappers. Uh, it's it's a bit of a interesting one because we're recording this at about 6.30 at night. Um, I've been up since 5 a.m. because I got invited to the set of Splat-A-Lot. Yes. It was this old show. I guess not too old, but they filmed it. Uh, it ended in 2011, I think. It's a great show. I, I used to really like it. Yeah, I think I a lot do. of us knew what it was. This was aired in 120 different countries. Crazy. Uh, Australia being included. And I say that just because it's so far away. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's the English. It was, a, it was a big honor to be asked to destroy something that has been such a part of a lot of childhoods, you know? Yeah. Dan invited me to this and thank you oh, for yeah, the invitation. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, let's talk about right? that. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I declined. But um, first of all, when you invited me, I was like, okay, splat a lot. Like, is it not, is it not going to be frozen? Because I know they fall into that water. And it's, splat well, that was what I was worried about. Man. I was <laughs> and I was like, are you going to compete or whatever? But I don't want to, like, ask. The <laughs> I details? Thought, yeah, I don't want to, like, psych you out. What if you are competing? <laughs> hey, man, like, are you competing? Because, like, <laughs> frozen water. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just pictured you, like, falling on ice the whole time. Well, so it was all frozen ice. Okay. I was under the impression that I was going to be a competitor on this show. Like, covered in slime, wearing, like, a sort of dorky-ass helmet. Not that yes. helmets are dorky, but... But this but specifically yeah, these is could dorky. be dorky. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, am I going to have to do this sort of catchphrase? Um, so I did have to do a battle cry. Okay. My catchphrase. Uh, however, the show was a little different. It wasn't actually competing because, yeah, it was all frozen. Mm. It, was, uh, it was about, I guess, destroying the set. So... I, I I don't know how much more I can say about it. I feel like I've said more than I should. Too much, yeah. <laughs> but I first, yes, I did invite Amar to come on this uh, because in the email they're like, "Hey Dan, we'd love you to come on this. You and your crew, and your crew is on all capitals." So I'm thinking, there's pressure now for me to bring a crew. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I don't really have a crew. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I know you said that you had like a FIFA crew and stuff like that, but I'm like, we can get into this because it's kind of a depressing thing. But I don't really have a crew. Yeah. So then I I. I I mean, I texted Dan. I'm like, hey, I don't know if I can come or not. Basically, I work as a flight attendant um, for the greatest, most Canadian company. The way all flight attendants work in all companies is you have these like reserve days and you have to like basically chill at your house until they call you. Really? And, and that's how yesterday was and today was. Like right now, I'm doing this podcast. I don't know if I'll get called. That's what you, they'll, they'll call you and be like, hey, Mar, you're going to China? Yeah. Like literally, they'll give me a call and tell me you have two hours to get to the airport. We're going to China. No. If you go downstairs right now, my bags are packed. Like, I have my suit packed and everything. Uh, but it is the greatest company. It's just flight attendant life is like that. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about here, actually. Okay, one, first off, the other week when you're we about to record this podcast, uh, Amar was like, yeah, man, we're just going to China tomorrow. Should be back Thursday. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the hell? What does this guy do? And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a flight attendant. It's such a bizarre thing to hear. Though, yeah, you know? yeah, to say, like, I'll be back Thursday. Yeah, it's like I just saw you two days ago. You're going to China, and I'll see you again. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. And then two, I needed to borrow an extra mic 
and you just carry this on you at all times what's the deal yeah i texted dad and i'm like he texted me he's like by the way do, also do, i'm doing an interview um do you have an extra mic and i'm like of course i do i always pack it in my bag but it's like it's not like a, a very compact mic no it's not it's a big boy it's it's just you're a very unique individual take that in a positive way no but, thank you because it's like first <laughs> off uh, amar and i live probably 30 35 minutes away from each other yeah so i was expecting okay i gotta drive all the way to his house pick up the mic mm-hmm. uh, and drive all the way back. So probably about just over an hour of my night taken for this. Very important I had this mic though because yeah. the uh, the interview I will be doing is with two people. And uh, you're like, oh no, man, I'm right near your house for one. And you're like, and I have the mic on me. <laughs> and I was like, that's so weird. Man. Like, who? What are the odds of that, you know? <clears throat> what makes you a good flight attendant is usually like anticipating needs, right? And if you're good at anticipating needs, you're good at being a flight attendant, and I just I feel like I anticipate your needs whenever whenever we're podcasting. I'm yeah, like, man, it's like you don't turn off the flight attendant thing about you. Yeah, it's no. like you're always a flight attendant. I know, and I come off like do disingenuous. You, at do, you have, do you have peanuts? On you? I, always, <laughs> <laughs> always peanuts or chips. Your choice. Except now because it's water fast life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, let's get into that. So you're doing a water <clears throat> fast, and yeah. I've seen this on YouTube before where people are like. Uh, only drinking water for 30 days, which yeah. if you're listening right now, it's not it's not a good idea to try this because it Don't is do extremely it. dangerous if you're not doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones I've seen, it's like they lose an extreme amount of weight. I don't know. I don't know the draw, to be honest. There's there's a supplement out there called uh, Soylent. You ever mm-hmm. heard of this? Yeah, this is... I have a friend and I hate him when he drinks Soylent. <laughs> oh, he actually drinks it. Yeah, it's disgusting. I, I saw this thing where this guy decided he wanted to do 30 days on Soylent. That's uh. breakfast, lunch, dinner. And by the 30th day, he had issues with his jaw. Oh. Like his muscles started to really weaken. <laughs> and uh, he couldn't really... It hurt to chew because he hasn't used those muscles. And it's interesting as, as humans, Crazy. you know, our body kind of starts to... Uh, when you don't use something, you know, you don't use yes. it, you lose it. Yeah. It's kind of like that. And, you know, chewing food isn't necessity for a lot of us. And there are some of us that can't do it for medical reasons yep. or fake teeth or something mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just trying to <laughs> yeah, be inclusive here for sure uh, but for others it's like it's really important that we are chewing yeah because it's like otherwise our jaw will be like super floppy that's a i would do that just so i didn't have to fart man yeah because my whole dude i never get into farting it's interesting how this goes um i'm extremely uncomfortable to fart in front of anybody yo except except like uh my friends where it's like it's a competition where you're like oh how, how loud can you fart kind of thing but uh, girl-wise, my uh, first girlfriend ever, I dated her for four years. Yeah. And I didn't fart in front of her for three. God bless. Uh, but now I'm thinking that that's probably why we <laughs> broke up. Because after, after the third year. <laughs> yeah, 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 The only thing that changed. <laughs> yeah, I started farting. Um, but ever since, every other relationship I've had after that, it's kind of snuck out accidentally. And I blame that on age. Yeah. Because as you get older, you're kind of like, you do those old man slip-up farts. where you're just walking. It's like, <laughs> yeah, just gravity. Dude. Yeah. It's like- you know what's bad if it's happening at the grocery store. Where, because that, that's like the epitome of old people farts, yeah. you know? But with with girls and people I don't know, even if they're like, no, no, come on, do it. Go ahead, fart. No, no problem. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I can't. I literally can't. It's so unattractive for me to do it. I'm just like you. That's why, like, in the beginning, I was like, no way. <laughs> you don't we do have, it either, right? I don't fart in front of, like, anyone. Um, even friends, like, even, like, close friends are like, oh, stay the night. I'm like, I, I can't stay the night. Because I want to fart. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> there's only two options here. <laughs> I've been there. Either I say the night yeah. and not fart, which is not going to happen, yeah. or I leave. 
or what you do is you let it out quietly. Like my first, again, back to that first relationship. I remember I used to leave her house with the most intense stomach aches and I, and I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I got to go home. I got to like wash my cat. But meanwhile, I run out to my truck and was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, I forgot something in your truck. And you're yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. come here. It's not safe for you. So you roll down the windows, you drive around the block just to air it out and come yeah, back. No, I just purge them. I just send them back up to the stomach. So like, if me and my friends ever have like a quiet, like if there's ever like a lull in the conversation, mm-hmm. all you hear is my stomach just go. Oh, <laughs> yo, this is this is like the diaries of a non-farter, to be honest. Because uh, TIFF every year, the Toronto International Film Festival comes to oh, Toronto, no. and uh, I w- I would go with my friends, and it, there's a lot of times where it'll be this like artsy movie, and there'll be like no sound, you'll see someone walking or creeping around, and it's in those times that my stomach's just like. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, man! I've got the loudest talking <laughs> stomach, and I think it's because of holding in gas, man. I think it's I don't know. This this might have to be a competition. Who can uh, who can hold in their farts longer? Whose stomach is louder? I mean, there's really. I think my we do a lot. yeah. We we should definitely test this out. Get like one of those sound meters. But seriously, <laughs> yeah. it's it's pretty bad. Like I think at one point, if ever I did have abs, it was mm. because I was holding in farts and not because I was doing sit ups. <laughs> Like ever send it back up. I don't know. <laughs> send it back up. You know what sucks is though, I can't burp. Like burping, I heard is a genetic thing. And who's ever listening right now might think, "Oh, you're such an idiot, Dan." It's definitely not. But um, I heard that burping is a genetic thing. Interesting. And my mom and my two brothers can burp, but my dad, me, and my other brother cannot. So it's split right in half. Like no matter what, you just you guys don't burp. Listen, if if I accidentally burp at the table where I'm saying something, it's just like. Ah. Yeah, it becomes this thing where like, oh my god, with me and my other he brother. Burped. Yeah, he burped because it never happens. It's so oh. weird, but and, and sometimes when it does, it feels the same as like I'm gonna vomit. That's it's like mm-hmm. the same type of uh, sensation, and that's why I don't burp because I hold it in. And tr- this has been like the bro science day. Really. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> no, well, listen, I was at a party once and we were playing um, flip cup, mm. and. We did like two rounds. We we're going to our third round, and I was like, "Oh my god, my stomach is so gassy from like beer. I feel like I'm gonna vomit." That's what it felt. It was more of a vomit, not a fart thing at all. And so they're like, "Come on, play one more." And I wanted to like impress people there, so I'm like, "Yeah, for sure, bro. Let's do it." <laughs> Except like less broy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I did another round, finished it. We won. I'm like, "Yeah, all right, sick. Where's your bathroom?" <laughs> <laughs> and then the girl was oh, like, no. oh, just down the hall. I'm like, all right, thank you so much. I, I tried to walk as slow as I could so it didn't look like anything was urgent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got to the bathroom, closed the door, and I went to go, like, look, I was going to vomit. And as it came up, it was just, uh, oh, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I, I wish somebody was in there to, like. You're just a different human being. <laughs> I wanted that on, like, an Instagram story. Because, like, to capture it, you know? Yeah, I know. This is definitely, like, a bro science thing, that, you know, because we're talking about farting and burping now. What does this become? I'm making it in competition. Yeah, it, yeah. Honestly, guys make everything in competition. It is, the, yeah, is the funniest thing. Yeah, you talked about perks. Oh, being a YouTuber. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be a cool topic to explore, especially because job perks. Yeah, job perks. Okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially uh, your job. I mean, being random. Is well, it random? It's, it, it's it's a bit of both. So, it's a great topic. One that most people are interested in, and oddly enough, I'm more willing to share it on a podcast than I am in like a YouTube video. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking about uh, freebies or perks that I get, you know, when you, when you enter a sponsorship with a company, especially if it's a, a product, not mm. like a service, oftentimes they have to send you the product so you can 
post on Instagram with their product. Yeah. So it's essential that they send you. But they don't send you one. They send you multiple in case you mess up or you give it. A, I don't know, man. Beautiful. Nobody ever sends me <laughs> one. That's so, <laughs> you know, I've been in the Bud King Club, which is a Budweiser uh, club for uh, very few influencers now in Toronto that are doing it. Yeah. And luckily, I'm still in it. It's my second year. And man, they're always stocking my fridge with free beer. They sent you a like the red lights for they, your they Christmas tree. That is like, yeah. that is the coolest thing. They, they're great. I, I love being a part of that club because I get pretty much free beer. Yeah. Uh, free concerts. Man, this summer, the artists that I saw, I saw Kendrick Lamar. I saw Imagine Dragons. Crazy. Uh, I saw Macklemore, Kesha. Uh, who else? Uh, God, there's so many people. That's pretty A-list. You, you can stop it there. <laughs> I can't even think. Of, there, there was so many concerts that I got to yeah. go to for free because there's an amphitheater here in Toronto called Budweiser Stage. It's amazing. So it's just it's amazing uh, to be a part of that. Um, you know, right now I'm working with Johnny Walker. Hey. They sent me two bottles of Johnny Walker, limited edition. Uh, I worked with Slim Jim in the past. I literally have a vase on my Slim counter Jim's. of just Slim Jims, <laughs> you know, because they sent me like five boxes and each box has like 30 in them or something. If there's one thing about what I do for a living that's the best, it's the uh, it's the freebies and the perks, hands down. Yeah. As a flight attendant, mm, so I went to flight attendant because I thought it would be a, like a good way to, I wanted to make videos of just doing nice things around the world. Um, and I thought going around the world is going to be costly and pricey. And so uh, my, f- my, my favorite perk is that I get to travel around the world. For free? For free. You get to travel anywhere for free? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, I mean, if I'm paid to do it, if I'm flight attending somewhere, you lay over for 24 hours, you get to do yeah, whatever but, but, you want Yeah, but 24 there. hours, like, yeah, I'm saying, paid. let's say you want to go to a week somewhere. Yeah. So, like, if I want to go to Japan, yeah, uh, one of my favorite countries, other than Canada. Mine too. Um, it's $80 round trip. $80? Yeah. To get to Japan? Yeah. I'm sorry. Does that spill <laughs> over to any, like, friends? Yeah. So... In the year, I also have, oh, I also have, ten passes that I can give to people, but they have to fly with me. Yeah, yeah. Which, so, yeah. If you're ever down to go to Japan, you let me know. Would I get that for eighty bucks? Yeah, I think for you it's like two hundred bucks. Still <laughs> round trip. Yeah, I know. It's it's crazy. It's oh amazing. God. No, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. So all you have to do is basically pay the the airport charges for security and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I get ten of those, and then I get one person who can. I can nominate one person who can travel for free whenever they want. Um, and my mom and dad get to travel for free. Are you serious? And this is standard for every flight attendant. Yeah. And the company doesn't know that my mom and dad are about to retire. That's so a lot of time. <laughs> there's your travel. Every- yeah. Wow. Um, and is that as long as you're working there, your parents get for free? Yeah. Is it Why parents? Is that just a thing? It's just a thing. And then it's also like your spouse gets free unlimited. But because I don't have a spouse, I get to nominate someone. Wow. That's amazing. So for, yeah, for the new year, we're going to like Brazil or Colombia, wherever. The thing is, it's standby travel. So it's like you get to the airport, see what's open, could, and then would, you go. Would, what if there's only one seat? Would one of you take I'm it? I'm going. You're not. <laughs> I see. I'm it sorry. That's how it goes. Literally <laughs> <laughs> waving by. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, that what a good – I'm going to have like four kids now, and all of them are going to be flight attendants. Well, actually, I only well, need just one. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The others can do what they want, but the firstborn yeah, is going to yeah. be a flight attendant. The crazy part is when you retire from being a flight attendant, like if you work there for like 25 years, you also then get free trips after you retire. Like oh. it's a benefit that you get to keep for after life. you retire. For yeah. life. Yeah. Free trips for life. Yes. 
What? It's crazy. No, it's it's, so, it's crazy. Okay, let's say I retire at 65. I get a job at 64. Yeah. Would I get it then for life even though I only worked a year? No. You'd have to work at you'd have to work 25 years. Oh, you got Oh, did you say that? I may have missed that. No, I think I didn't say it. But yeah, if you retire, so after 25 years, okay, which is great because you can also, if you get it at 20, you can retire at 45 and still get. But then you got to spend your whole career as a flight attendant. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. looking just to, to cheat the system. In and out. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, you know, there was one time I had this, this uh, I got a call. Again, my front desk sees the weirdest stuff, by the way. In <laughs> fact, the other day they said, are you an influencer? I said, yeah. They're like, okay, I knew it. And I'm like, how? They're like, well, the other building I used to work at had an influencer. Like, okay, we could tell because of packages, right? And so one time I got a call, I go down there and I see this big red balloon. And I'm like, oh my God, that's for me, isn't it? It's it's not <laughs> that I'm embarrassed by it, but I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So I get to the front desk and they're like, Dan, like, we have a package. <laughs> they reach back, they grab the one with the big red balloon oh, no. and it's attached to this big red box. And I'm like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> so I bring it upstairs, open it up and it's from Heinz, the mm, ketchup. Nice, yeah. And Heinz had sent me custom Converse shoes with ketchup bottles on the side. Oh, yes. I which saw I wear this. all the time. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I'm never going to wear them, but I wear them almost like every other day, if not every day. They're, wow. they're great shoes. I feel like the greatest part is like like doing meetups around the world and then seeing people show up to around the world. I remember like Dan for a week. Um, Shout out to Dan for a week. But So 1,000%, that is the top tier of my list. Yeah. Um what is so what is the i guess for you the best perk is the free travel yeah it's definitely traveling around the world um and for me like it it sounds weird but like okay i'm very extroverted so i'd say like definitely one of the greatest perks is like you get to meet all these new people as odd as they are as cool as they are as weird of requests they have um just meeting weirdest meeting new people um because I've always wanted this on a plane. I'm trying, I'm trying so, hard so hard to be normal. Yeah. That like even when I sleep and my mouth falls open, I pretend that I'm like bobbing my head to the music because I don't want to stand out, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm like I'm an extrovert, but I'm also introverted in a way when I'm in society sometimes. So what is the weirdest request you ever gotten as a flight attendant? Um. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna say the request that like I'm always like, come on, guys. Like this is like the thing I don't like, and it sounds so petty, but it's not. Um. First of all. Just the coffee ordering, I. That's not that's weird. weird. I, want I, I know, I know, I know. I'm just gonna get to. I don't know why I have to vent about this right now. The coffee right. order. I'm coming through an airplane. There's 300 people, right? How is it that for every person, I ask coffee or tea, and they're like, yeah, okay, is that coffee or tea? Uh, coffee. Okay, how do you take it? Black. Okay, cool. Can I also get two cream in that? So it's not black. <laughs> And can I get it? Sometimes they just say, can I get it sweet? I don't know what can I get a sweet means. Is that sweetener? Is that sugar? I don't know. Which is cool. Like a one intra one off interaction. That's cool. Right. Mm -hmm. But times 300 people, it that that gets old real fast. Because it, I've seen flight attendants like, coffee or tea. Yeah. This is like so robotic. I'm like, oh God, that was You're just painful. looking at people. Trash, 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 trash. No, I want to know. But. Yeah, weird request. Well, Sorry. not only weird, but have you ever caught anybody joining the Mile High Club? Yeah. Um, you have? So the weirdest request I got was an invitation to, I guess, join the Mile High Club. Um, because as flight attendants, you probably get that the most. No. What? Not, not, not the most. Not, like from all Coffee the other passengers. Tea? What about threesome? <laughs> <laughs> You're just like the most likely to get the offer as opposed to like a random. 
which is weird. Weird. I would about. say I would not say that because right. you're the one that's most likely going to rat me out. Yeah. And you're working. The last thing you want to do is go bang in the bathroom. Do you know any flight attendants that have done that? No. Come on. Okay. One. You, one. You don't have to say one any names. No. 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 I I know one that claims she has, but I swear to you, she's also claimed to have done a million other things, which I don't believe. Um. So I just don't believe her. Well, hold on. So she and my friends who are flight attendants know who I'm talking about. So she's great. She's claiming. <laughs> To a well working have have yeah. joined, with a random with a with a passenger that she just met on the flight. Yes, she hooked up with him in the bathroom. This sounds like a testimony. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do believe that's Can what you she raise told your me. right hand. <laughs> what? Yeah, no. So uh, yeah, so she but she also says like a million other things that I just don't believe. Okay, it's very hard so... to believe. Um, anyone that knows her knows to not believe her. Like it's okay, just, then you know then I'm not gonna believe that. Because yeah. I, I know what you mean. There are people out there that love to get there. <gasps> when yeah, they tell yeah. a story, and um, so they make a lot of stuff up. But yeah, like even like my, I guess mile high request to me isn't really a request. It was just like the normal progression of the conversation, which is I don't know how. Hey, he, like, I, listen, I've had a, <laughs> yeah. a million. I've, I don't think I've ever asked anybody for a threesome. First off, let alone a, a, a flight attendant, and yeah. I don't think any conversation I could personally have would progress into that. Okay, so it went a little like this. <laughs> um, I was hanging out in the galley right and then she's like some girl comes and then uh she's like was she attractive uh no i mean no no she she wasn't attractive um what does she look like explain she looks like she looks like she's worked at chuck e cheese for 40 years oh (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i I hope that gives you a look it's weird right when you said that i'm like oh like that okay yeah yeah, yeah. i I can easily picture it yeah okay i hope that gives you a look Okay, um, so you're hanging out in the galley. Wiry hair. Her hair was wiry. Oh, that's definitely like threesome hair. <laughs> yeah, you know? Anyways, so <laughs> it, it, the, the the conversation was starting and it was going and she was like, oh, well, like, you know, this is such a long flight for you. Like, where do you guys, you know, where do you guys sleep? And I was like, oh, we have like our own bunks, which we do, by the way, in the airplane. There are bunks. The Oh, the international ones. Yeah, the international ones. What do you mean there's bunks? Like, where are the bunks? Like not in where the people are sitting. So like there's for a different, secret area. Yeah, yeah. For different planes, just like Google or YouTube, like crew bunks, and you'll see that. Yeah. So there's like a whole door that looks like a closet, and you just go in, and you either go up or down, and um, you just sleep with everyone there, or all of your flight attendants, half of your flight attendants. Uh, so there could be like six people in there. Yeah. How many bunks are in there? You make it sound like it's an orphanage. Well, no. This is great because this is kind of how the conversation went. <laughs> Um, well, there's like about eight bunks. Yeah. And so you can have like a pretty good sleep, like four hour, five hour sleep, sometimes three hours. What size of the beds? Um, big enough, honestly, big enough for you to, um, big enough for you to sleep well and comfortably. Okay. So like, I find it very cozy and I find it very, I, I love it. Um, do flight attendants ever hook up in the bunks? hundred percent that that's gotta be a hundred percent. Yeah. All I can say is. Per bunk, like per sleeping bed, there's two oxygen masks that have to be there at all times. Why is there two? Who knows? Because <laughs> two people have to share the bed? That, that's that's all we know. <laughs> what the? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to go sexual with this conversation. It's just No, you can tell you go. Uh, what I'm trying to get at is uh, you're having people ask you, of all people, not not you in particular, but like you as a flight attendant, yeah. uh, for, a, for a join the Mile High Club, not threesome, yeah. sorry. Um, 
And it's so so go back to this lady. Yeah. So, yeah. Why so, so basically, we you know we're, then we talked about all the bunks and everything, and then it, it's basically how this conversation just went down between you and I, of like, oh, where is it? Wow, that's amazing. Cool. Well, do fighters hook up there? No. Um, have you ever hooked up in there? No. Do you ever want to hook up? And I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, no, the flight attendant. And I was like, what about a wiry haired <laughs> flyer? <laughs> and so I, I think I know where she was going, but it, you know, it was just like a natural progression of the, of the, of the conversation. So I wouldn't even call that a request to join the to join the mile high club with her. It's interesting because. Uh, that's a question that like you, Jay, you're at a party. Those party games will have like, raise your hand if you join the Mile High Club, yeah. you know? And I've always thought like, what is the easiest way? And tell me as a flight attendant if you would catch me, okay? Mm-hmm. So here's my theory if I wanted. I'm, yeah. I'm not a part of that club either uh, yet. Caught. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone so, that pants like that already caught. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll have coffee. Make it sweet. No, okay. So here's what I would do. So yeah. I would be with a significant other, like uh, a girlfriend or something. We both want to join the Mile High Club. Um, I say, okay, pretend you're sick and run to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So she gets up. She, like, runs to the bathroom if she's sick. Make it, make sure the flight attendants see you, okay? So then I wait two minutes. I then get up, and I go, oh, you know, I'm just going to check on my girlfriend. She wasn't really doing well. Don't worry about us. It'll all be fine. This has happened before. We'll be fine. Really appreciate you, your concern, okay? So you calm the flight attendant down. Mm-hmm. Now they know, okay, we've got a passenger throwing up in there. The last thing a flight attendant wants to do is clean up vomit. So let the boyfriend do it. Meanwhile, you guys are going out in the bathroom. There's no there's no sickness. Then what you do is you come out first and you go, you know what? She'll be okay. Thank you so much. Do you have water by any chance? Sorry, you come where? You you come out of the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you come out of the bathroom. You ask the flight attendant, can I just get some water? I'm a, like, she, she's a little sick. Meanwhile, the water's for you because you just went ham. <laughs> So yeah. you go back, sit down, you tell her she's got to get the acting role back and she has to come out like holding her stomach or holding her head just like, uh, you know, mm. and then sit back down, maybe have a quick nap for 30 minutes. Boom. You're in the club. Now tell me, would you be able to catch me? Yeah. So in the beginning, I was going to say like, I'd catch you right away when you said when the girlfriend's sick, already bad move. Right. Because oh, is that common? W- no, not, not, not that it's like a common way to get into the mile high club, but it's just like you're already causing too much commotion. Right, and I feel like with a mile high club, you don't cause any commotion, right? So you got. Oh, see, I'm going the other way. I'm making a big ass commotion. Yeah, you can be, just so you don't think. You're almost like a yeah, exactly. But but then when you started switching off, like you're gonna help her and no need to come in and everything. I like that. I th- I think yeah, it's too much of commotion that I would even tell. Um, but I just feel like, I don't know what your experience is with flight attendants, but I feel like flight attendants usually are like more than helpful like overly helpful so if your girl's stuck in there we're gonna we're gonna try to like knock on the door like are you guys okay are you guys okay i mean i would add to that and say if it's a long trip try to wait yeah go when other people aren't going because it's not just flight attendants that'll catch you it's just the it's the other passengers i feel like the other passengers are more keen to catch you yeah as a flight attendant i'm like Obviously, I don't want you to have sex there. I'm just saying it is a thing. The Mile High Club is a thing. It's definitely a thing. And you should go do it in business class. Well, that yeah, for those of us that can afford business class. Yeah. You can't or, just, or maybe if you can get, like, sick and then say, like, business like throw class. Throw near the, the front of the plane? Yeah, so I don't know. So, like, the nearest bathroom is exactly, business class. Exactly, exactly. 
just no, to but get you more space. I would go to the back because everyone's looking forward. Mm. You know, so if if they're all looking forward and they see like you, her going than you, these movies, these Hollywood movies, like uh, Euro Trip. There's a scene in that where they go to the bathroom, and it's like, love that movie. Join me in the bathroom in 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm like, no, it, it's so obvious because you just got up. Plane seats. Everyone's already looking to see where they can sit to like get yeah. more space. The last thing you need to do is have two empty seats side by side. It's true. They're gonna know. They're gonna know. Yeah. I, I, again, I just think with plane prices or airplane tickets going so down, the 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 washrooms are getting smaller and smaller, mm-hmm. and there's just not the space that we all enjoyed in the 1980s. <laughs> Back when the Mile High Club started. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. No, for sure. That's it's the cigarettes, it man. The cigarettes, those are like the most horny people are the cigarette smokers. Jeez. <laughs> okay, explain that. Okay, so cigarettes, like, definitely just don't smoke cigarettes on the airplane. I don't understand. Does this actually what? happen? Because I know yeah. they always say don't tamper with the uh, smoke with the thing. alarm. Yeah. And I go in there, I'm like, who's smart enough to, to like, yeah. hack and, this thing? And then people, like, see, like, ashtrays in the toilet. And they're like, why? If they're so against smoking, why are there ashtrays? True. In, oh, in great question. Why? Right. Great reason why. Because in the event, and <laughs> I think it happens more often than not, um, in the event that someone does end up smoking a cigarette, we would like them to have an ashtray. Because what is the worst thing that could happen is if they throw it in the garbage and it catches fire. Or they throw it into the toilet and there's no water in the toilet and like the shit. Methane, the methane. <laughs> yeah, the, the shit starts catching on fire. So we would ideally like you to put it in the... I mean, ideally, don't smoke. But if you're going to be an idiot and smoke, you know, put it in the ashtray. This make, but here's the thing. If I was a smoker and I was going to do that, the last place I want to put it is in the ashtray. Because it's almost like I'm leaving evidence that I smoked in here. Exactly. So I don't want to do that. I think for me, I would probably throw it down the toilet. Because that thing, like, the suction power is like... Yeah, which is like perfect for making things burn. <laughs> because like there's so much oxygen coming oh, sorry. in. <laughs> that, your entire I'd be the, I'd was be the worst all oxygen. Like, plane smoker, man. Yeah. Dude, okay, second. And then you question. can't even fight that fire because it's down below. You just pee. Or is pee flammable? Yeah, we were in <laughs> Imagine that was like the training. Yeah. If someone flushes the down, you just fire quiz. <laughs> Who's gotta pee? <laughs> And um, the flames just come at your... Oh, <laughs> oh God, man. No, no, please. <laughs> I don't want this. No, okay, <laughs> what? Perfect. Okay, so the thing that pisses me off, and this mm-hmm. happens more times than not, I'll go on an airplane, and there'll be a guy with these uh, Dr. Dre Beats headphones yes. that are so noise-canceling, he can't even hear anything Us. around him, okay? Yeah. You included. I'll go in and put these, like, cheap-ass... Like tourist bus here in Toronto headphones in that don't even have any bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can hear more of the outside than my own music. And they're like, "Sir, no earbuds." And I'm looking over, I'm like, "You realize I can hear everything, but this guy with the headphones can't hear anything. What's the difference?" And I've had, I saw somebody had the argument, yeah, before, and she's like, "Sir, like the thing that pisses me off about flight attendants is they remain calm at all times. Like, all sir, times. we're just not allowed. I understand your concern, sir, but you just can't." Okay, so you're yelling, sir. That's okay. I'm like, just get mad, man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just want the other person to get mad. Like you I must just, go like, I got you. Like, you just want to like punch a hole in the wall sometimes. The traits I would love for everyone to have is called self-amusement. You know, it's basically you just laugh at every situation or you can like make fun of every situation to get you through. You know, like I feel like celebrities that go through like a million interviews and they all have the same questions 
probably practice self-amusement, which is like, just make myself enjoy this. Yeah, maybe give a different answer that's a little bit funnier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So to me, like the hard customers, the tough customers, the tough passengers are just another reason for self-amusement, right? Like there are people that pull on your jacket. I just crack a joke in my head. My favorite thing is when someone's seemingly getting mad and you're just calming them, sir. I understand that. I hate that. That gets me way more mad. I know, I know. It gets a lot of people more mad. Like they should train you to like get a little sassy because I want something out of you. I don't want to hear like, sir, I understand. Because when you talk to me like that and I'm yelling at you, which first of all, I don't yell at people anyway. But if somebody is, they don't want to hear somebody just be like, sir, I get it. Because it's like, you don't get it. You don't get it. When you're talking like that. Yeah. Anyways. Um, So yeah, with, with the earbuds thing, basically if your earbud, I don't know, with us, it's like if your earbuds are plugged into your phone we're not down if someone has big bluetooth yeah why why are they down with that it just it doesn't make sense it's weird because yeah because on some airplanes the bluetooth isn't honestly you know know what it is and this is the thing that drives everyone nuts about airplanes and flying is inconsistency as soon as there's an inconsistency where you see someone with with bluetooth headphones and you see yourself or on another plane, you got to put on these earbuds and not now. That's like, I think the number one, one of the number one things that all air airlines are trying to, are trying to have is consistency. If I say no to you here, I'd say no to you here. I, I, but yeah. Because there's like so many flight attendants, you're bound to have, you know, like we ourselves have like 9,000, I think, flight attendants. So you're bound to have like one of the bad ones that say something and then the other person says something else. I think it's down I to, know. so equality is another word for it. It's like, it's true. You know, there's there's a trait in all of us that I don't think ever goes away, which is, uh, in a sense, we all want to want what everybody else has. Yeah. You know, and that's why if somebody gets really successful, somebody might be super bitter and be like, they don't deserve that. It's like, think, ask yourself, why do you get that feeling? Why do you feel they don't deserve it? It's because you don't have it. Mm-hmm. And, it and you didn't see the amount of work that went into that. You just saw them doing the same thing you're doing, posting Instagrams, maybe laughing, going out partying. Same thing you're doing. But they're getting the success. Well, you're not seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know? Yeah. That That's just a side point. With the airplane thing, 100%, it's exactly what you said. If I see a flight attendant say, you're fine with Bluetooth big headphones, noise canceling, <laughs> and I'm not with these dinky-ass dollar store earbuds, well, I'm going to want to ask. Yeah. And, like, the the best thing is when you call catch them off guard, and they're just like, well, sir, and they always go to the same one. It's like, it's policy. And I'm like, what policy is, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to back you into a corner so you don't have an answer here it's just that is one i have never received a justified answer for that earbuds are not allowed but over-ear headphones are just for taking off just back to what i do you know for a a job and this will be actually i'm going to be talking about this with the the interview in the next episode which is by the way it's with youtube tv uh these youtubers in toronto they got 1.5 million subscribers and i definitely relate to them the most i think out of any other youtuber And, and i'm going to talk about a lot of stuff but Doing social media for a living, it is the least social job I've ever had in my entire life, ironically enough, with the title of it. And I hear people's stories where they go to work and they have these struggles of, oh, the water machine, and I got to walk by my boss's office. And, Uh, you know, (laughs) that's what I sort of miss about the the corporate world or just like the nine to five. Because for me, it's like I, I have to hustle every single day, every hour of the day. If I don't, I risk becoming irrelevant and then then not making any money. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's refreshing to hear these stories of like, yeah, like there's, there's bunk beds and yeah, there's customers that are angry because 
I don't deal with angry customers. I deal with uh, overly passionate PR agencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even then, they're not they're not tough to deal with. They're, everybody's pretty accommodating. Sometimes Charlie will be a smart ass with me, and <laughs> I'll, t- I'll say Charlie. Yeah, it's, won't. it's crazy. I mean, like you being your own boss and just having to push yourself, just like keep pushing yourself to hustle to something that's seemingly there's no like finish line. You know, there's no. It's not so quantifiable. Right, hundred percent. So man. it's like it's, yeah. it, it's hard to be your own boss for something that <laughs> you don't even know where you're headed. Oh well, yeah, I don't have any like year end reports of like the only thing I can look at exactly. is numbers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't want to get too much into this because I will be talking about this. But but the whole numbers thing is is a challenge yeah. because you start to validate yourself and your self worth off of the amount of views and subscribers you get. That's all we can compare to. Crazy. Um, whereas you can you can have a bad day at work. And still get paid the same amount. Mm-hmm. If I have a bad day and I make a bad video, I get comments like, your channel's dead, man. You look like a, a non-badass Post Malone. <laughs> I mean, I get that enough. <laughs> I saw that comment. <laughs> I get that one a lot. But it's just I don't have the capabilities of necessarily having a bad day. Yeah. The people are always like, oh, just take time off. You can't. Mm. I mean, I'm not BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed pumps out four videos a day. Yeah, yeah. I do two a week. Damn. It's Anyways, I don't... <laughs> I really didn't want to end this with this. Let's check out. I haven't posted about the um, advice. Yeah. Let's check out and see if we got any. Learned a lot more about you, and I think you've learned a lot more about me. Um, I hope that if anybody out there that heard about the job perks we have, uh, everyone has them. It's just whatever job you have, you got to yeah. take it for what it is. If you're doing a job that you're, like, you're making dog cookies and you get free dog biscuits, but you don't have a dog, you're still getting the perk. It's just you're yeah. not <laughs> utilizing it, okay? So... Uh, we can talk more about that if you guys want to hear more stories about our jobs. But but I think it's time to answer some questions and offer advice uh, to some of you guys that are listening. And guys, remember, if you guys want to be a part of this, send an email with a voice note, not an email, um, to danocracyadvice at gmail.com. You can send an email saying, I want to remain anonymous, uh, I love your videos, whatever you guys usually do. But we're not going to read those. We just want to get to the voice notes because this is a podcast. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do number one. Let's see what we got here. First up, we have Lincoln. Hey, Dan. How can I find out if a girl that I like likes me back? Man, another one of these relationship ones. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, we're going to keep this one sweet, short and sweet. Mm. The way you could tell is pretty obvious. As, as guys, there's a lot of guys out there that do not have this ability to mm. say, I don't know, man. Does she like me? But she's still like running away when I'm trying to talk to her. Oh, she probably doesn't like you. <laughs> the way you yeah. do it is, um, or at least the way I do it, is through consistency. If I see a girl reach out once, I think friendliness. If they reach out twice, uh, friendliness again. But if it's a consistent thing that they're reaching out and trying to keep the conversation alive, then I know there's some interest there. Um, again, if they try to keep the conversation alive when you talk to them, that's another good one. I'd also say investment. If she seems like she's investing in you, like just asking you questions, Okay, next up, and this is our last one for today. This one is from Kim. Hey, Dan. I worked as a teacher a year ago. Then we started traveling, and I found out that that isn't the right job for me. The problem is that I don't know what else I can do. I would love to do something creative, but I don't know how I can make a living out of this. I know about sites like Fiverr and Etsy, but I'm not sure if they will fit me. Have you any advice on this? Sending you all the love from the Netherlands. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's oh. cute, man. She's so She's nice. Dutch, too. That's amazing. She's I Dutch. love Dutch people. She's so damn nice. Um, 
Here's what I do, okay? The creative world is difficult. And it's difficult because oftentimes when you look at something creative, there is no avenue of making money at it. You know, mm -hmm. when I started doing YouTube, I didn't know I would ever be able to make money at this. I did it because I love to make people laugh. I love to make these fun videos for my friends. It later turned into a way that I could monetize it and make money. You see, that's the goal is everyone wants to do what they love, but a lot of people aren't ambitious enough to to stay with it. They're not, uh, they're not resilient enough to stay with it. And if, the biggest part about doing something creative is being consistent. Just like this podcast, I told Amar before we started this that no matter what, I have to do 10. Mm -hmm. When I did my YouTube channel, I said, no matter what, I have to do one year. So you have to set a guideline and a realistic one too, that it's, you know, don't, let's say you want to draw or be an artist or take commission work from people. Well, don't just stop when the going gets tough because that's where majority of people fall off. Mm -hmm. The ones that make it are the ones that power through. Um, you don't want to be a teacher. Kim is a really sweet girl. She, she's an, she would be an amazing teacher, but she likes to travel. She's with her boyfriend. Why don't you try to, you know, you can work at like homesteads when you're traveling around for a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, you, you can go to Scotland and work on a sheep farm. And they'll, they'll board you for free, but all you have to do is maybe cut the grass. Yeah. This will allow you to still travel and, and, and not go broke. Yeah. Um, Fiverr is a great <clears throat> way. It's a, it's a website where people pay you money for your services and it doesn't matter where you're located. Um, yeah, it's um, it, the money is definitely like the hard aspect of it, right? It's like, I don't want to quit this job because, but I really want to do this creative thing. Um, but this job is giving me the security and everything. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And there's a lot of ways where you can do something that, you know, like that gets you money and still you can kind of explore your creative side. Um, for example, as a side me, hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a side hustle. Like for me, like I'm still becoming, I'm still a flight attendant, but doing this as, you know, a priority to whenever I'm back that, you know, I, I have to shoot a podcast with Dan um, just to kind of explore this side of me. Right. Um, you know, if I ever want to start into more, a little more creative, other creative things, I would still have that job and kind of like transition it from, you know, having that job. And then, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then if this takes off, I can well, take off. That's exactly like a lot of, a lot of actors in Hollywood will actually work as waiters or bartenders or waitresses yeah. um, because it pays the bill at night and they can still go to auditions during the day. Um, but it's also something that they can still make money. The important thing, and I think the struggle for most people is the money aspect, like you said, about like financially, am I okay? Will I be okay? Mm -hmm. And the creative world, um, you won't know. You won't know right away. It's going to take a long time. Like I can't tell you how many odd jobs I did before YouTube took off for me. I was a garbage man. I cut grass for city parks. Um, I hosted events downtown Mississauga where I live. You know, I did so many different things on the side yeah. while I continued YouTube. Um, it's not an answer a lot of people like to hear because it's not a get rich quick type of answer. Yeah. But there really isn't one in, in a creative world where you're trying to showcase your talent. You got to start to build a platform where people appreciate your talent. Yeah. And I was telling somebody today, if I started YouTube today, would I be able to get 650,000 in the same time frame? I don't think so because there's so many people competing yeah. against me now that it was crucial. I started when I did. Um, so Kim, I wish I could offer you more of a concrete answer, like do this, do that. But, you know, you seem happy. You got a, you got a great boyfriend, Yordi, who's awesome. Uh, you guys travel around the world. You're always somewhere else whenever I uh, end up chatting with you on Twitter or something. 
So happiness you have. But I would definitely tell Kim to, you know, though you have this job, at least dabble and just see where this creative side can go. Um, definitely, you know, do the least risk thing there and just, you know, you have so much time. You, you If you work from 9 to 5, you have so much time from 5 to 11 p.m. of just doing the thing that you love, right? And hopefully you do it enough that it, it becomes monetized in the end. But if you love it enough, that 5 to 11 is your off time and doing something that you love is, you know, is a good way to kind of unwind from the, from your day yeah, job. Yeah, it's important, 100%. Okay, so that is the end of episode three. We talked about a lot of different things. A lot. Um, we still managed to keep the structure, I think, of this podcast in a sense where we had the advice at the end. Yeah. If you guys wanted us to answer your voice notes with uh, questions you might have, danocracyadvice at gmail.com. And uh, we don't hear them until we actually play them on here. So yeah. maybe we'll, we'll check them out. That was episode three. I'm excited for episode four. You're going to do the interview with... Yeah, YouTube. I'm doing the episode four interview with U2 TV. Ugh. Harjeet and yeah, uh, Jazz and Harjeet. That's kind of like how their names go. You know? Yeah. She's first, he's second. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Harjeet and Jazz, I don't know. Jazz yeah. and Harjeet, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, this is another episode of uh, podcast uh, with, with Dan and Amar. <laughs> Still we're don't have a we're name. working on the name. We're working. Yeah, if you guys have any good ideas, let us know. But yeah, thanks a lot for listening. And hopefully uh, you share this with a friend. And we will catch you next week. Love you. Bye.